Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, back with another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio. And we have a great interview today with my friend, colleague in the customer service and experience world, and an amazing author of numerous books. My buddy Chip Bell is going to be here. A few things before we get started with the interview. If you've got any questions that you'd like me to answer, all you need to do is go on any of the social media channels like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You know where they are. I am just about everywhere. And use the hashtag AskShep. I'll either answer the questions right there or I'll answer them on this show, or maybe I'll answer them on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite TV, and we have amazing guests on that show. Uh, and now, by the way, this is great. You can watch all the episodes on YouTube. We actually put the first season and a couple of the most recent episodes from season two on YouTube. Just go to beamazing.tv. All right, let's get into our interview today with my buddy, Chip Bell. Chip, welcome to the show again, because I, I think you may be a three-peat uh, uh, performer here. I'm not that sure, is that right? True, but I always have fun, and it's an honor to be with you, Chip. Thanks. Thanks. So I know we've done this before at least once, maybe twice, yeah, maybe, two, maybe three really. times already. Maybe you're a four-peat offender. <laughs> Well, hey, man, you, you've been uh, writing books like crazy. What, this latest one, Inside Your Customer's Imagination, Five Secrets for Creating Breakthrough Products, Services, and Solutions. What number book is this for you? Uh, 24. 24? Yeah. How am I more, ever going to catch up to you? I, I, honestly, Shep, that's more than I've read. <laughs> if it weren't for your own books, you wouldn't have read 24 books. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's great. That's great. So this book is a little different, and I'm going to tell the, our listeners why. First of all, it comes out, if you're listening to the show, the day it comes out. It actually comes out today, and I'm excited about that. So, uh, And we'll talk about the book in a moment, but what makes this book different is the last few books you've done have been uh, what I would call more, even though it's customer service and experience, it's more inspirational in the read. And uh, this one is more tactical, if you will. Am I right? Am I reading that it right? Correct. That is correct. My, yeah. Most of the book, several of the books I've done, the last three at least, have been heavily story-based. It's got a lot of stories, a lot of examples, but they are designed to be more inspirational. But, you know, at, this one is designed to be more instructional. It provides more how-to techniques. And part of the reason is, you know, I frequently get feedback that says, I love your story and I can see the principle. Can you help me with how I might apply it more specifically? And so I wanted to make that um, a critical part of this one. Uh, and I, the other side to it is innovation and creativity and imagination is sort of a, by itself, a concept you have to hard, hard to get your hands around. Um, you know, show me a quarter in innovation. You know, we have a hard time. It's a, it's a subjective concept. And so I think because of that, it needs more objectivity to balance it, more object-based kind of uh, examples and illustrations and, and more ta tactical um, examples. And so I've tried to create ways that people say, I could do that, or 
I get what you're saying. I could do a variation on the theme, which it, to me is just as important. Um, so even though some are metaphor-like, uh, nevertheless, the application is pretty obvious. Yep, yep. I love metaphors. I think me too. That, me yeah, too. I mean, it, I think everybody can relate to story. If you simply tell people, here's five ways to do it and don't give them examples. Oh, and yeah. if the examples you give them are just like, you know, I, I like to give people examples of they've been in this situation before. Sure. And yet you still need to make it work for a B to C, B to B. Yep. You know, I, I think and almost I can't think of any of the five secrets here that wouldn't apply to any type of business, any type of industry, any size of business. So I think we've we've got something here. Um, and, and, and any relationship, because if you think about it, it also has personal application. I like books that say, well, not only can I use the work, but I can take some of this stuff home because we're all talking about creating a better partnership, better relationship. And so yep. it has life application, hopefully. Yep. So just replace the word customer for spouse, partner, best friend, right. uh, sibling, and uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Good you things can happen. Yes. You know, I, I, I know the joke is if you would treat your uh, your partner like you do your dog, assuming most people treat their dogs pretty well, you yeah. have a heck yeah. of a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, the dog treats us pretty well too. Yeah. Because I know, you know I, I can lock that dog up in the trunk of my car for a couple hours on a hot Saturday afternoon. And when I open the car door, that yeah. dog's going to be happy to see me. Yeah. If I, I locked that. my wife in that same trunk, yeah. I don't think she'd be so happy. So. I don't think so. I love that line that says, Lord, make me the man my dog thinks I am. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, Chip, it's obvious you're a Southern boy who, uh, who, who's got that, uh, I don't know, almost evangelistic sound to him right now. <laughs> right. I, I can't help it. I grew up that way. <laughs> Well, hey, Chip, hey, let's talk about your book, man. Uh, five Secrets. Let's dive into it. First of all, um, overarching, um, overarching theme of the book. It's about innovation. And to me, uh, when I looked at the great companies we can all name that are famous for innovation, Pixar, Google, Amazon, and you look at what's characteristic of their cultures, you find curiosity, grounding, discovery, um, trust, and passion are all integrated into that. And so I got to thinking, if the goal is to create a relationship with your customer that results in an innovative breakthrough, uh, what if you added that same, those same features, those same secrets, if you will, to that relationship? So it's based around those five concepts, those five yep. secrets. Um, and we can and again, their, their curiosity, grounding, discovery, uh, trust, and passion. Right. So Let's let's hit them all. I mean, obviously, we're not going to go through the entire book no. in the short time we have here, but I want to give everybody a little appetizer from each of the five areas of secrecy. Right. Well, I love that word secret. You just want to know too. what's it, the well, it secret. It creates a sense of mystery, a sense of treasure hunting, and and uh, and that's what this is all about. It's about inside your customer's imagination. Keep in mind, imagination is in your customer's brain, inside their mind. And I like to think of imagination as a door opened only from the inside. So my goal is, what do I do to get my customer to open their door to all these cool, half-baked, weird, kind of unusual ideas they may have that would be helpful in creating a new product, service, or solution? 
and they got to be willing to open that door. And so I focused on creating a relationship, a partnership, if you will, that entices them, encourages them, and supports them in opening that door. So collaboratively, we can um, solve problems together. So that it starts with curiosity. And if you think curiosity is something we don't really experience a great deal, where somebody's just intensely interested in who we are and what we're about. And when that happens, we feel valued, not just heard. Um, and so, you know, I talk about, for example, be the customer. Be the customer. We all know listen to the customer, but what if you be the customer? And it, it starts with what you teach little leaguers you know, on that uh, mound and the ball's coming at them and you hear a lot of coaches say, be the ball, be the ball. It's really encouragement to focus, focus, focus. And in much the same way when we focus on the customer means I wanna do everything in my power to be in their shoes, to experience the world, to learn their world and to demonstrate to them I've done that. Let me give you a quick example. My wife's hairdresser is Johnny Adair. Once in a while, Johnny gets a permanent. I say, Johnny, why do you get a permanent? He said, I realized that uh, when women get a permanent, it's one of the most awkward, embarrassing, and uncomfortable times. And I figured if I could get a permanent, I'd be exactly experience what they go through, what their world's like. And then I could make changes in the experience that would uh, make it more comfortable for them. That's an example to me. You know, I always advise audiences when I talk to them, you know, call your own department, call your own unit, disguise your voice, ask for something out of the ordinary. It can help you see the world of, of your customers. So there's tons of those. Um, those uh, Jim, Jeff Emil, when he was CEO of GE, would have dream sessions where he would get his customers together and, and uh, key customers together and say, let's think out in the future. You know, if you could spend $40 billion with us on R&D, where would you put it? And, he would ask the kind of dreamer questions, which to me is all about how do I pursue and understand not just my customers' needs and expectations, but how can I focus on their hopes and aspirations? And I think when we make that shift, when now we're starting to move into the realm where imagination resides and hopefully together, collaboratively, partner-like, we can create something special together. So. Yep, you know, I like that. That's where curiosity begins. Yeah, yeah. Secret and, number and, one. And, yeah, and the second one is all about grounding. Yeah, that's why I want to get into the second one. Number two. Yeah, grounding. grounding is about focus, basically. Grounding is about making sure that the customer's need, aspirations and hopes intersect effectively with what, you, what your distinctive competence is. You know, you don't want to necessarily go off in a direction you say, well, my customers wants it, but it's not exactly my distinctive competence, but that's what they want. I think we need to find a proper intersection where it matches their, their expectation, their aspirations, as well as something that we want to be distinctive about, which means we sort of need to know why we're here and what's we're, what we're about and, and make sure that we see things through the lens of, call it mission, vision, value, whatever labels you want to call it, but we, we sort of make help make problem solving work with that. And I'll give you a fun example. Um, we all know the, many of us know that elevator story about the elevators going too slow and, you know, everybody, builders of the building, the tenants were fussing and, you know, well, you need to add another elevator or speed up the ones you got or alternate when people come to work. And somebody said, no, 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 no. The issue is not about 
slow elevators, it's the impatience. Why don't you put mirrors in the lobby and people will get so interested in looking at themselves and, and others uh, in the mirror around the elevators, they won't notice the weight. And so it began to, that's an example of kind of how do I shift the focus so it more intersects with what we're about. One of yeah. my favorite examples, favorite examples of that is Chick-fil-A. Uh -huh. <clears throat> we all know who Chick-fil-A is. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, You're making me hungry, man. You're making me hungry. Yeah, yeah, they're the greatest. I tell, I love uh, food stories. At any rate, uh, but he, Trent Cathy, who was the founder of Chick-fil-A, um, had a colleague of his, friend of his, who was a grower. And uh, he made uh, chickens for the airline industry. And you remember years ago, they, you served your meal on a plane on those aluminum plates that were divided into sections. And so they had to make chicken breasts that fit in that, in that triangle in that aluminum plate. And so one year, this particular producer of chickens for this particular airline had a lot more chickens that didn't quite, they were too small or too large, didn't make the specifications they needed to go in the serving tray. So he stopped by this little hamburger place in Hateful, Georgia, and to Truett Cathy and said, I got all these extra, extra chicken breasts, would you have a use for them? Now, Truett could have said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm in the hamburger business, which is what he was in. But he said, no, I'm not really in the hamburger. My business is really about providing quick service food for my customers. Yes, sir, I'll take those. And he obviously became the largest maker of chick chicken sandwiches in the world. And All so because the chicken didn't fit in the tray of an airplane meal. Isn't that a great story? I love it. I love it. Hey, let's take a quick break. And we come back. I okay. want to hit on the other three secrets, which are discovery, trust, and passion. So we're talking with my friend, Chip Bell. He is the author of Inside Your Customer's Imagination, Five Secrets for Creating Breakthrough Products, Services, and Solutions available today at Amazon and many other places. Books are sold. Don't go away. We're coming right back. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating. And we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more. So the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with my buddy Chip Bell. Chip, you've given us two of the five secrets. Please don't hold hold off on us. Please don't hold back on us. Give us the rest of the dope here. Give us what we need. Get that you dopamine bet. going in my brain. You bet. You bet. Well, the next one's discovery. And discovery is my word for uh, risk-taking. And we all know risk-taking is kind of scary. And I'm getting my customer, and I want them to say, I want you to make a fool out of yourself. I want you to say crazy things and stupid things and give me all kind of odd things. They're not likely going to So it's beginning to reframe the whole concept of risk-taking around learning. Learning and how I use learning as a tool to help foster discovery, the insight, and, and uh, for breakthroughs. If you look at great, I, I studied um, Pixar particularly, and it was all about, you know, what can we learn today? What can we learn today? 
um, my good friend, um, uh, Rich Tierlink, when he was the CEO of Harley Davidson's, would start off every meal, all, every meeting, and he, I was with him for a lot of big meetings and all that. And he'd say, here's something I screwed up on this week and what I learned from. And that's kind of the attitude you want is learning orientation design to set, take um, to help it foster learning. Let me give you a fun example and as example of this. My grandmother had a chicken house and I would used to go up to her house and get the eggs. The chickens didn't seem to mind. They had their little cubicles and little straw and but if they were laying eggs that were designed to turn in a little baby chickens, the light was on and they weren't interested in you helping them get their things, uh, their eggs. But I remember my grandmother used to have a garden right beside the chicken house and she would sing all the time when she'd work out there in that chicken yard. And she had a big fence that went around it to um, keep the fox out of the chicken house. So I've thought a lot about that. She was sort of an incubator in many ways. Um, because she would provide an environment that hopefully, I don't know, maybe I felt like she provided an environment that the chickens wanted to lay those eggs and wanted to raise those baby chickens. And <laughs> she provided a sense of safety. And so I've thought about what can we do to be an incubator? What can we do to foster and grow um, ideas? And part of it is how we frame the whole concept of do we want to make it perfect? You know, my son has a line that says, it ain't picture day. You know, we got to, there are times in which we need to have picture day where we got to focus on protect, on perfection. But when we're in a creative process and we're looking for breakthroughs, it's not picture day. And so I've got to find a way to create that safe environment where customers will go. I feel safe in saying crazy things, weird things, coming up with off the wall ideas. So that's the whole concept around discovery is beginning to make it a, an environment for comfortable risk taking. Yep. I Try remember picture day in school. I used to have to get dressed up and go to school. The hair, whatever little hair I even had back then, had <laughs> perfect, yeah. just perfect. Yeah. All right. Number so four secret is trust. Trust is all about uh, what you might think it is. It's all about, to me, it's about authenticity. It's about uh, uh, transparency. And it's about truth, especially about truth. And that is we, when you look at those environments again, and great companies known for innovation, they place a great deal of emphasis on tell me the truth. Be honest with me. Don't don't soft soap it. Don't mix it mix it with something else. I want the honest truth. And I'll give you a fun example. Um, you know, I always kind of think about the fact that we when we take the stand to, at a trial, you put your hand on the Bible and you don't say, I swear to tell the truth. That's not what you say. You say, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. Now you think, why three trusts? Why three truths? Why do we have to go through all it? Why is, I swear to tell the truth, not enough? Well, obviously, people have these little white lies. They have these little things they're going to avoid and not tell you everything. And so in a true partnership, we need to have that kind of total honesty. Yep, and as they say, total transparency. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we, we, when we were flying all the time every week, I remember being on a flight where the, F, where the pilot says, another on-time arrival with Mayday Airlines. And I looked at my watch and we were 14 minutes late, you know, according to my, my, my smartwatch. And so when we, we got off the uh, plane, I said, you were 14 minutes late. Well, FAA gives us a grace period out there because we have no control over what happens on the tarmac. It's kind of like EBITDA, you know, your employees don't have control over tax and interest. And so I go, but what about transparency? What about telling us the whole truth? I mean, can you imagine that great song from My Fair Lady? Get me to the church within 15 minutes of the wedding? I don't think so. 
So what I'm yeah. saying is we've got to create an environment where we're all about absolute truth, absolute transparency, and absolute openness. So that's yeah. what trust is about. Um, By the way, reference to My Fair Lady, for those that are under 40, <laughs> under 30, <laughs> just Google it, My Fair just Lady. Just Google it. It's a classic. It's a classic. Long before I was ever born, too. There you um, go. Me too. Hey, Me too. Uh, number five. This passion. one I love, passion. Passion, passion is the is energy and enthusiasm, excitement. People, if you look in those innovative environments that are known for creating breakthroughs and patents and all the kind of, they are all a passion about what they do. Um, you know, I, I had a, uh, I work with a major, um, I can't name their name because it was high, high security kind of area, but they were a major R&D facility for the Department of Defense, let's just say. And they had a guy, I remember, who worked there, and he had, they let him park his Winnebago on site uh, on his, in the parking lot, and he did, because he didn't want to go, take time to go home. When he was working on a project, he didn't want to go home. He wanted to just go to his Winnebago, because so he could get right there and get back, back to work. To me, there's a kind of passion and driven and all of that. And I think, I think it's how do you create that kind of excitement? I love Seth's. Seth Godin, our friend Seth Godin, when he does his speeches sometimes, he'll ask people, hold your hand up as high as you can. And he, of course, people hold their hand up. And then he goes, okay, now hold them up a little higher. And, and people invariably hold their hand up higher. And he goes, what's with that? You know, why did I you- I told hold you to hold it up as high as you can the first what, time. What caused you to hold back? Well, I think in the environment we, that we want to create or breakthrough solutions, we're looking for, uh, put it all out there, you know? I have a section called be all there, bring everything, thing. don't leave anything on the field. And so it's bringing that kind of passion, that kind of energy uh, to it. And I, I think it's creating an environment that, that uh, is supportive and that, that, uh, that noblizes people. Um, and I like that word, noblize. Noblize is a, is a word I made up, but you don't, you don't have to work too hard to figure out. It's about treating people with like they're royalty, you know, treating people with intense respect. Um, and so how do you create an environment in which that's a part of the partnership? You know, my wife and I have been married over 50 years and somebody said, how in the world you've been married this long? And my wife said, we never quit dating. And I think that's part of it is how do we create that relationship with the kind of respect and attention that you never quit courting. And so that's kind of, um, that's, that's what passion's all about is how to do that, how to bring that spirit, that energy and enthusiasm uh, to the relationship. Wow. Love it. Those are, uh, those are fun topics. And I think, uh, anybody can dive into these and, and I think all five of them, I mean, but Hey, what if it's just one of them and you get one little nugget. I always say when it comes to a good book, uh, I, I like a good book and I judge it two different ways. Uh, and I, I, and an amazing book is when it hits both criteria. Yes. Number one, does the book keep me interested? And this book is good. It's a business book and it keeps me interested. Good. Number two, is there a concept there that I can learn from? Because sometimes it's not that interesting of a book, right. but it's still got good content. Sometimes I'll read a book that's got a lot of stats and facts and I just look through it to find the one little piece that I'm looking for and I find it. But when you get put both of them together, I mean, that's a winning combination. That's what not only goes on your bookshelf after you've read it, but you go back to the bookshelf to find it again. Uh, by the way, I know that you partnered with Ron Zimke years yes. ago, many, yeah. many years ago, probably in the yeah. 1980s. It, yeah, exactly. He and I did four books together. You did four of them together. 
Ron yeah. Zimke was just a great guy. I love all his books. Oh. And uh, anyway, where am I going with that one? Um, th those are one of those books I just keep going back to yes. again and right. again and again. And I remember Knock Your Socks Off Service and Managing Knock Your Socks Off Service. That's one that. I did together. Managing yeah. Knock Your Socks Off Quick real funny story about Ron. And then I'm going to get into my yeah. final question for okay. you. Years ago, I was up for an event to speak against Ron Zemke was the other speaker. Um, and uh, the, I asked the client, who else are you looking at? I didn't know it was Ron. They said, we're looking at Ron Zemke. And I said, oh, well, it looks like you and I'll be working together. And they go, how can you be so sure? And, and they did not realize Ron had passed away like a month oh, before that. And right. I had to break the news to them. And it was oh. like a, uh, you know, I, I was glad to be able to work with him, but sad under those conditions. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's, yeah. Right. Right. But we had a little bit of a smile about it and a tribute to Ron and the wonderful work that he put out. Anyway, my final question is always the yes, one sir. thing, the final nugget. What have you held back that you want to share with us? Well, I want to share that the word we, uh, you and I both love the concept of passion, but maybe we can remind people that it's three words. People stop, don't stop and realize that sometimes. Three words. It's pass, I own, right? Yeah. And it's bringing the best of who you are to other people, pra passing the best of who I am, pass I own. Rollo May, the great philosopher said, there's an energy field between all humans and when we reach out in passion, it changes the relationship forever. And so I would encourage people, pass I own, be the best of who you are, bring that to everyone you encounter. Love it, love it. Chip Bell, you're, you're my friend, you're amazing. I admire you. Uh, you are one of the icons in the industry of customer service and experience. Your book, Inside Your Customer's Imagination, comes out today. If you're listening to the show, just go to Amazon and get it right now. Thanks, Chip, for being on our show. You bet. I always have a good time. Thank you so much. Me too. I love your stories. One day, we're just going to do a show with just stories. Oh, No it. agenda other than to entertain our people. <laughs> and, and as you use that word, I'm going to pronounce it the way you said. I love my metaphor. It's a metaphor, by the way. It's a metaphor, not a metaphor. But you know what? If I came from where you did and I talked the way you did and I sounded as, oh, as good as you do, I could say it like that too. <laughs> oh, good. I, love it. I love it. All right, Chip. Thanks a lot, everybody. That wraps up another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another interview, and I can't wait for you to join us then. Until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>